Hey, this is Hoops Coaching A to Z with me, Coach Terry Canova. We are going to talk about everything possible dealing with hoops and other sports. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. Each episode will be 15 to 20 minutes, short and sweet, so you can listen to us while you make your coffee or while you drive to work in the morning. Short and sweet, to the point, with as much information as we can pack into 15 minutes. Once the episode is over, you can run on over to our Facebook group and we can talk more about it. It'll be one big happy family and this is our podcast. And please, 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 I would be so grateful and so honored if you would run over to Apple iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean, or wherever you listen to this podcast, and give us a very, very nice review. Those five-star reviews go a long way in the traction of this podcast, so it is greatly appreciated. So without further ado, let's get to this week's podcast. Hey, welcome back, family. This week's episode should be a good one. Before we get started, I just want to thank everybody who's reached out, who's given positive feedback, who's subscribed to our episodes, and had has had this thing really, really grow. We are now in seven countries, so that that is amazing. This week's episode is going to be on playing time. That's right, playing time. I'm going to go there. Potentially, this could be, or should I say potentially, the topic of playing time is is one of the most volatile areas in youth sports. This is where folks get fired up. Um, Dr. Alan Goldberg says that there's no greater suffering in sports than sitting the bench. And for parents... The toughest thing for a parent to do is to see their child suffer. So you can see how um, that emotions can really play a serious part in this. Uh, so, So let's start from the parent's perspective. As a parent, what do you do? I I think the number one most important thing for a parent is to try and take emotions out of it and place more value in your child's development as a player and as a person than the play in time aspect itself. Try your, try your best, try your best to put egos aside and just really look at the development part of your child overcoming adversity and all those type of things. Trust me, I get it. I have actually been in those shoes. I've been that parent whose child didn't get very much playing time. So I understand. I sat there. My wife and I attended games. We attended every possible game we could be at. We sat there and literally just hoped he got in the game. And in most cases, he did not, or at least not for long. Thankfully, as a coach, I understood the dynamic And so while we sat there hoping, when he got in, we were happy. We cheered him on. We were were ecstatic. Um, But when he didn't, 
we just made sure that he was a good teammate. He handled himself correctly, and he did. And and for us, the most important thing was that the coach cared about him as a person, and and he really did. Uh, and to this day, the coach and I are good buddies. And guess what? He is one of our community here now as a young new head coach, uh, Coach Trent Powell. So we love Trent. We appreciate him, and we understood his role as a coach. Current Philadelphia 76ers head coach, Doc Rivers, he is also a parent, and here's kind of how he handled the situation when his son came to him complaining about playing time. Real quick, I just, one of my kids uh, was just complaining about the coach, Uh, my youngest one, because he's the only one still in high school playing. It's like, I want to play more minutes. I think I should play more minutes. And I said, well... What do you want me to do about that? You know, was my answer. And he says, well, you should call the coach. I said, that, that will not happen. Uh, that, that will not if You earned it. Go earn it. Um, I said, I've yet to meet a coach that wants to lose. And trust me, if you do the right things, minutes go up. And I think that's sometimes what they need to hear instead of hearing you're right, I'll call them. Um, he is doing you an injustice. Um, I think kids need to learn how to, to fight for it. And, uh, and you can do that in a positive way. I support you. Uh, you know, Spence, I know you can play, but you just got to keep playing. You got to keep working at it. So, yeah, that's Doc's take on the, hey, Dad, call the coach. And I think Doc makes some great points there. So what's the next step? Uh, I, I know some coaches have a, a policy where they don't talk about playing time. I have no problem talking to a parent or a coach. Uh, I'm sorry, a parent or a player regarding playing time. However, my biggest rule is a 24-hour rule. We do not want to discuss this after a game. I think that's just the wrong time. You know, uh, if it's a loss after a loss, emotions are high. People say foolish things when your emotions are high. So we don't want to talk about this after a game because, again, after a loss, emotions are high. But for me, I think even worse is after a win. I think after a win, if a player comes up to you complaining about playing time, the first thing that comes in a play, into the coach's mind is this player is absolutely selfish because here we are, we went out and played a team sport and did what it takes or did what it took to win, because we know winning is hard, and here you are putting your ego before your teammates because of your playing time. So just after a game is not a good time at all. We definitely want to wait a day, 24 hours, to, to address this. Now, ultimately, this is a coach's decision. So coaches, you got to be ready for this. Coaching can be a lonely place. Uh, Leadership and decision-making can be challenging. You will always have people who may not agree with your decisions. I mean, if you watch any sports at all, you see this every day. I mean, as a huge Saints fan, I see this every day, people criticizing Sean Payton. I mean, for goodness sake, he's one of the best coaches of all time. He's going to probably be a Hall of Fame coach. And yet people daily are second-guessing him. So, so my high school coaching buddies out there, you new coaches, my college coaches, hey, 
get, you are definitely going to get questioned because none of us or Nick Saban or Sean Payton or Bill Belichick, and if they can get questioned, then we absolutely can as well. So now, what, what do we do? How do we handle this? You want more play in time? What do you do? Well, number one, excel at your role. What is your role? Excel at it. I don't care if it's being the best defender on the team. I don't care if it's being the best rebounder on the team. I don't care if it's leading the team in assist. Excel at your role. Excel at it. Do do things that don't require ability. If you're just not a great player, do things that don't require ability. Have an amazing attitude, effort. You diving on the floor after loose balls. You're taking charges. You're making all of these effort plays. You're hitting the boards hard for offensive rebounds. You do these effort things, I promise you, your coach will see that. Coaches want to trust you. Coaches want to trust you in the game that you will not be a liability. And then the other thing, coaches want consistency. They want someone who's going to be consistent. They don't want someone that's just going to make a good play one minute and then turn it over the next minute. So ultimately, a coach wants players they can trust. Trust that you can execute the plan, you can do your job, you can handle your role, and you can put the team in a position to be successful. So that's what a coach is looking for. Now, here's some things that parents sometimes fail to to realize because they may see their son or daughter play a game and they played, let's say, 32-minute high school game. Let's say they saw their son or daughter play 20 minutes the night before, and then they play six minutes tonight. Immediately, you know, red flag goes up. Okay, what has my son or daughter done wrong? Well, maybe not anything. You know, maybe tonight we played a team that was a pressing team, and they're going to play us man-to-man the entire game, and your child's just not a great ball handler. Maybe your child is a very, very good spot-up shooter, but doesn't handle the ball very well. So the game before, we played a team that had, that sat back in a 2-3 zone, so your child got lots of good looks, didn't get pressured, and wasn't exposed. So they played a lot of minutes. Well, tonight we play in a pressure team. The, the minutes just aren't going to be there. It's just a different style, and so you kind of have to recognize that. So some kids are going to be better against man teams. Some kids are going to be better against zone teams. So, so that comes into play a lot. What about if we're on the defensive side and, and we want to press? We feel like the thing that we need to do to be successful tonight is press, and your child's just not a good defender. Well, obviously, minutes are going to, going to play a factor. What about late game situations? What if your child has the lowest free throw percentage on our team and we got to lead late? Well, guess what? Late in the game, we've got to put the people in the game that are going to make free throws down the stretch and help us seal our win. You know, and then the other times, the, the, it's, it's not even about ability, it's about bodies. For instance, we press a lot out of timeouts, out of made baskets, free throw situations. So, so, so we may have our best five players on the floor, but we literally need to get a sub to the table just to set up our press. So it may be a random defender in a certain position that we throw in to set up a press. 
Something happens, the press isn't successful, or they beat the press, and then 30 seconds later or 10 seconds later, this player gets taken out of the game. Well, it wasn't necessarily the player's fault. We had the lineup we wanted in the game. We just put this person in for this particular situation and then subbed them out you know, to, to get, in, get our best five back in the game. So there's all kinds of situations that, that play in that sometimes parents don't, don't quite understand. Ultimately, though, and here's what I truly believe, and I think coaches will believe this as well, play-in time is really in your child's control. Play-in time isn't a coach's decision. It is in your child's control. What can they do to help the team? What roles can they play to help the team? And here's the, here's the tough answer that a lot of players hear when they go and ask the coach about playing time. The coach will ask, what did you do from April to October to make yourself better? And most of the, well, I'm not going to say most of the time, a lot of the time, the player will just look at you dumbfounded because they didn't do a doggone thing. If you want playing time, don't wait until November 15th, game two, and decide you want to be the next LeBron James or the next Sue Bird. Start when your season ends, developing your game, working on your game, doing those things to make yourself better. When you get into November, everybody's practicing. Everybody's practicing. So if you want to, if you if you still trying to iron out a spot in November, then what you need to do is stay after practice, because it's a it's about putting in those minutes and putting in that extra time. And then finally, I think the questions that players and parents, if you're going to ask the coach, here's the deal: What role do you see in my child, and what can they do to improve that role? Because that's the other thing: a parent's thoughts of their child don't always match the role the coach feels the child needs to play. So it's important that the player and the parent understand what role the coach wants because the coach has to make these decisions. Remember, as a parent, your priorities are player first, team second, program third. But as a coach, the person who has to make these decisions the priority go program first, team second, player third. So a parent and player have to understand the, the, the priorities and, and the, uh, the responsibility assigned to a coach. Finally, I know every coach is a little bit different. If you want to know about playing time in my program, come watch practice. I think if you come sit and watch an hour and a half, a two-hour practice for a day or two, I think you will get a pretty good idea of who should be playing, who should be playing the most, who should be playing secondary or as, as primary subs, and who is probably going to be playing the least amount of minutes. Come watch practice. It answers a lot of questions. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Looking forward to this season getting started. Good luck, coach or coaches. Come see us in our Facebook group, and let's see if we can um, talk a little more about this subject of play and time. Very, very volatile and, and uh, 
important topic for all coaches. Have a great week. Bye-bye. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. And if you would, give us five stars and a nice review so that we can build our audience and reach more people. See you next week. Thank you.